Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Diamonds in my teeth, I got a lot of shine. Running up the number, that's a lot of crime. If you try take it from me, must be at your mind. Welcome to episode 399 of Fourth and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn and Mr. Primo, aka Prime, in the building. And today we are all talking about something we all know that's happening on Monday night. It's the it's the playoffs. It is the playoffs. Playoffs. We've been waiting for this opportunity. And I'm talking about this opportunity because at the end of the at the end of the day, every football team, when they start a new year, they write down on paper what their goals are. Obviously, the goals are to win a Super Bowl, make it to a Super Bowl, but the playoffs happen first. So, you know, we got to get through these playoffs. And I think when it when it comes down to playoffs, it's about big time players making big time plays and it really just our, who, who, who's going to help us get through this, these these moments? Because we've seen some adversity, and I think I think about I think about our leaders in the locker room. And the first guy I think about when I think about leaders in this locker room, I think about Jason Kelsey. Now, Jason Kelsey, he got this quote from his grandfather that he used to that he used to carry in his wallet. Um, that that's how much it meant to him. So was, the the quote goes, nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. The slogan pressed on has solved and always will solve the problems of the human race. Now, Kelsey goes, uh, he, he explains why this meant so much to him, because it, it kind of bring home, bring home the, the uh, idea that it's not over until you say it's over. A lot of times, the people who end up making it are the people who just stick with it and have the perseverance to make it through adversity. And over the last couple of weeks, we've seen a team go through adversity, have trials and tribulations. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they write the narrative like Jason Kelsey has said in the past. They have the opportunity to rewrite the narrative. Uh, it doesn't matter about the fans, what we think and all the uh, all the negativity you see on the timeline week after week after week. After all these L's have piled up, they have the opportunity to rewrite the narrative. And uh, we're here. Playoffs. Let's go. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, that that is a very uh, poignant um, quote by Jason Kelsey. A little bit of a uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a long quote that he that he keeps memorized in the back of his head. But it is something that, like, I think that, um, you know, is powerful, meaningful. And he is obviously one of the most passionate guys on our team. And um, he's a he's a motivator. And I think that uh, he is 
we need guys like him to be able to uh, step up and speak to this locker room if we're going to have any chance at all. These last few weeks have been rough. I'm not going to lie. Um, but if there's anyone that can kick us out of this shit, it's those core four guys. And uh, him saying stuff like this. Um, listen, I'm kind of approaching this game um, in a win-win type of scenario. There's, there's two things that could happen. We could win this game. And I could feel some hope moving forward in the playoffs, or I could be put out of my misery from what this team has done to me over the past month. So um, I'm looking forward to this game. If I'm being completely honest with you, I woke up this morning feeling confident. I feel like we win this game tomorrow. I'm not going to lie. It's been an ugly month, but and I'm not trying to look forward at who we're going to be playing, who, what the rest of the playoffs is going to look at. Like I'm taking it one game at a time, and I think we go 1-0 on Monday. Hey, listen, man, I'm going to go with option number one of yours. Um, Yeah, I think that, you know, we're definitely going to go ahead and pull off this victory and, you know, build that momentum going into next week. Um, I told you on the last show that, you know, I mean, from that day to up to tomorrow night, I need I need something to give me that oomph to go ahead and be ready for this game. And I've been getting it. Um, I've asked for Brandon Graham. He's come out and said something. Jason Kelsey, like you just mentioned, Gail has said something. Um, didn't really hear much from Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox, but you know what? I'll take two out of four. Uh, and that's what I said, and you know I'm gonna stick to that. But then you know you had some extracurricular things going on like yesterday. I don't know if you guys noticed about the video that Gilly the Kid yeah. from Philly uh, put out there. But yo, Gilly in that locker room was all of us. He was all of us because I mean if it wasn't him, where are the linebackers? Was, exactly. <laughs> luckily it was him because I mean if it wasn't him and if it was one of us, shit. If it was me, I mean from the door, I'm starting from the first one. I mean I'm going in there with a positivity, let them know like listen, I come in here, I might shoot the shit with y'all, I might break y'all balls, I might talk shit. But at the end of the day, I want to go ahead and leave out of here with a positive note. There's great talent on this team, and you guys need to all look at each other and realize that. There's great talent from the beginning of the season all the way up to where we're at right now. And we need to go ahead and put all the shit that's behind us behind us. Keep it behind us. Whatever's going on, put it behind us. We got to go forward. Tomorrow is going forward. Tomorrow is a new is a new start for all of us. And if we're going to go ahead and make some noise and we're going to make a statement, it starts tomorrow night in Tampa Bay. So... I don't know. I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm ready. I'm amped up. I can't look. For, I can't wait till tomorrow night. I can't wait to catch up with you guys. I can't wait to be in live tomorrow and represent and, and being dressed up in green. I miss it. It's been a while, um, and I'm looking forward to it. I think the energy that we're going to be bringing, even though we're at a casino and they're all the way in Tampa Bay, but I think we're going to be so loud enough that they're going to feel the energy that we're going to have in that building tomorrow night. That's how confident I am, and I can't wait to bring everybody back because we get Slay back tomorrow. That's big. You know what I mean? And I know we're missing A.J. Brown, but you know what? It's the next man mentality. I've seen that there's been some some social media about uh, Jalen Hurts reaching out to Watkins. Hey, listen, you're, you're next. Your turn. And that's what we need. I mean, hey, you're going to go ahead and be the leader of this team? I think that was a good step that he just decided to do yesterday. Reach out to your wide receiver core and let them know, look, you're the next man up. Let's go out there and let's show it. We know the guy has the, the, the speed, and he could go ahead and play this game. Hopefully, he could just go ahead and put two and two together. Not just having the speed, you need to connect. You need to connect with those hands. You can make these catches and you can go ahead and break out. Yo, you can have an awesome game. You can have that big-ass game that you've been looking for and talking about all season. Let's yeah. see what happens. Now, I know uh, – shout-out to uh, – We lost you, Gail. <laughs> guy went dark. It, it, it seemed like he was saying something really important. I will uh... – You're back. You're back. No, uh, no, shout out to uh, Hollis, who's down with Philly Sports Trips. I know they're having a tailgate, so if you guys are looking to gather with them, Philly Sports Trips, check them out, phillysportstrips.com. Uh, I know Hollis and a lot of the fans down there, shout out to Todd, 
who said he's going to be at the uh, uh, at the stadium. So, I mean, I appreciate you guys fans uh, showing up because it's going to be, you know, another rainy game. So get ready for the 50-50 chance. Always, always opportunity to rain in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, and speaking, speaking of house, I just want to throw this out there on a, on a non Eagles note, uh, me and my mom for, for Christmas, my mom has become a big time Sixers fan. And so for Christmas, I went and got her, uh, me and her went to the Sixers game the other night and, uh, you know, we were just hanging out, hanging out, having a good time, mother, son time. And then lo and behold, the <laughs> bell ringer comes out. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Hollis Thomas is out here ringing the bell tonight. I'm like, I know him. I know. <laughs> Big old Hollis. Uh, happy, uh, happy birthday as well. You know, he had, he did celebrate. Yes, happy birthday. <clears throat> um, but just talking about this team, um, you know, just I'm just gonna be honest. Like, the timeline has been, it's been pretty, pretty negative. Um, pretty bleak. And, and it's it's not just you know obviously we're all down that AJ is not playing. You know, you know obviously. Hurts is dealing with the injury with his finger. The safety room. Uh, there's players. Uh, I mean, Bree might not be playing. I, it just there's a there's and then the whole rumors of coaches. It, at the end of the day, like when we're going back to that narrative, like they they do have opportunity to write their own narrative. But it's just like from a fan's perspective and what the fans you you see what they write on, on top the timeline. After a while, reading that can get so like I, I get tired of reading. Um, I try, I try to I've like. Been, I've been spending less time on Twitter, man. It's it's too much negativity for me. You get yeah. you get one of those messages from like Apple, uh, saying that your your screen time is down. My screen time is down fourteen percent <laughs> this week. Yeah. Um. Uh, so so I'm really trying to like dial back, just watch the game, watch the game, and let it happen. Uh, and yeah. Chase, Chase, go go ahead, Prime. No, no, I'm sorry. I just want to say I, I'm with y'all, man. I haven't really been paying attention to the social media neither. Like uh. You know, people have been reaching out like, yo, you haven't posted. I'm I'm staying away. I'm staying away. And I mean, does what does that make me? Does that now am I gonna is there gonna be a rumor out there that oh Prime's not a fan no more? You know, what <laughs> I mean Prime decided to go ahead and shut his media social media down. Did he give up on the Eagles? No, I didn't. I'm just focused in. I'm worrying about, you know, what I mean, I, I I need my team to get their shit together and do their thing. So for AJ to go ahead and whatever the case may be, I mean, there's a lie. He got hacked. Uh, you know, he decided to do that. You know, his his daughter's pictures have been taken away too. Like, yo, everybody's just really looking into this thing more than they need to. I wish y'all just take that focus and just be fans. Save all that and be fans tomorrow night. That's what we need. We need y'all to be fans tomorrow night. Stop this negativity shit. You want that negativity? Yo, go to New York or go to Dallas or go to fucking San Francisco with that shit and keep that away from here. Like, so no, I have not been on social media, no Twitter. No Instagram, no no TikTok, no none of that, bro. I've just been at ease. I'll go back to that shit after we win tomorrow night. That's it. Point blank. Yes, sir. And while we're on that topic of, uh, you know, what we got to do to win, Chase is talking about with no AJ, do we run the ball more? I think logic would tell us that we are. But um, knowing Brian Johnson, knowing how this offense has been operating, in the back of my mind, I'm sitting here like, okay, is he thinking – all right, they're expecting you to run so much tomorrow uh, because there's not going to be any AJ. So I'm going to outsmart them and I'm just going to pepper the ball all day fucking long. Um, who knows what Brian Johnson we're going to get tomorrow, uh, but he better. I, I really think that this is a make or break game for a lot of guys on this coaching staff. It's not just Brian Johnson. It's not just Sean Desai or Matt Patricia. Um, Nick, 
listen, you, you have that collapse at the end of the season and you have, uh, you know, you go into this game and you lose in the wild card after being a one of the Super Bowl favorites midway through the year. Listen, your, your spot isn't exactly guaranteed either. Um, hmm. So it's, it's a big game for people that are uh, that need to step up tomorrow. Now you talk about that, uh, you know, running the ball. I mean, the Bucks finished with the top ten run D in uh, 2023. Uh, they are fifth in yards per game, 95.3, and eighth in yards per attempt, 3.8. Uh, however, against the Eagles, they rushed. The Eagles rushed for 201 yards and averaged five point uh, yards per carry in Week Three, and uh, that was the last time that um, Swift had over 100. He had 130 yards, and uh, I think. Like you said, uh, you got to get back to uh, being physical. You know, Jordan Mulata had, had mentioned on his uh, when he had spoke to the media, talking about they got to they got to be physical. But if you look at Brian Baldiger's break break breakdowns, a couple of them showing that the Eagles' offensive linemen have been you know like you have to sell uh, you have to sell these things. So I mean, you bring that physica- physicality, uh, you know, fire off the ball. You look at this. Team in week three versus the last couple weeks, the, the film never lies. The eye yeah. in the sky never lies. So I think um you got to run the ball. Definitely. Do, you guys, do you guys hold any sort of um not resentment, but just uh, displeasure with the fact that um in in the game that we just lost to the Giants and it was so ugly. On top of that, do you think that we should have been sitting players um, just for the sake? I mean, AJ goes down. Jalen comes back into the game after getting injured. Do you think that, uh, I mean, even Jalen said he thinks that was a mistake going back in the game. What, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, well, before I answer that question, Kathy, happy birthday again. I don't know if it's today, if it's, uh, if we're, if it's a belated birthday, birthday yeah. or pre-birthday, but listen, your wish is going to be coming true tomorrow night. All right, I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, with that being said, um, Evan, I think the decision for them to go ahead and start the players was not a bad decision because we still had the opportunity, opportunity to, go ahead to, the to seal the deal. Um, it didn't go our way. It wasn't going on in, in the very beginning because I was here. I remember I was watching that game and watching our game. So even though we were doing shitty, they were still kind of keeping hope for us. So as our players were still playing along, um, I wasn't mad at the decision. But then I guess somebody got in his ear and let him know, like, look, it's kind of like starting getting away from that. Let's start taking them out. But we were about a second, a play or what, too short for that to happen. What happened to AJ happened to AJ. What happened to Sidney Brown happened to Sidney Brown. I mean, we, let's talk about it. I mean, we could get into full details. MetLife is not the greatest place to be playing at. I hate playing there at the end of the season, and everybody hates playing at MetLife. But we're not going to go ahead and come up with excuses So and then blame Nick Sirianni. Like, no, that was a decision. I think it was the right decision. I wouldn't have been a fan of sitting those guys down, knowing that we still had the opportunity to to come out with the outcome of having a number two seed and a home playoff game. But that again, it didn't go our way. And then he finally decided to go ahead and take the players out. Um, It wasn't about the way they were playing. A lot of again, more and more shit was just coming out of negativity and and you know step. um, You know they were just trying to come up with reasonings on why he did what he did. But like. No, I, I'm all for it. I think the decision that he made was the right decision. And, you know, um, the only thing is, is that, you know, he just he made the decision a little bit too late. Yeah, I think you obviously got to get right. I think uh, we've been waiting for them to get right. Um, but I think if if you knew that the game plan that they put forward, I mean, in hindsight is 2020. But like if I knew that the game plan that you brought out um, that week was what you you know, what I mean? yeah, I would say just sit the players because um, there's other teams that did sit the players. Um, 
but it, but at the end of the day, it's uh what they put on the field that was a, was an embarrassing brand of football. So they they put that out there. Um, yeah. So now they have a they again an opportunity to write the narrative. Um, now, uh, Ev, I know you know I, I know Andy Reid always used to like to get to the injury update, you know, real quick. So mm-hmm. if you want to pull a if you want to pull the Uncle Andy and give us some uh, some uh, some feedback on uh, the injuries, that'd be awesome. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, you want some music up. first? Uh, yeah, if you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> get, get, me, get me in the zone. Get me in the doctor's office, and then I'll be okay. ready. Well, uh, first things first, let's go to the heart of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans. Uh, a lot of them, that's but 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 feeling hopeful to be watching this game tomorrow. On the players, um, I talked about earlier how the uh, the safety room is is it's looking a little bit scary right now. Uh, Reed Blankenship with a groin injury, unsure right now if he's going to be playing. As of last night, AJ Brown is officially out with his knee. Sidney Brown obviously out for the remainder of the year. Um, so that is going to be all of those guys, uh, and then. Uh, on the Tampa Bay side of the ball, they are also going to have a cornerback, Josh Hayes, who is questionable to play. A.J. Britt, which uh, I, I honestly, when I first read that, I was thinking of Penny Britt. I was like, there's no way that guy's going to leave. A.J. <laughs> linebacker, um, he is uh, Baker Mate. That would be kind of huge. Baker doesn't play. He's questionable as of right now. I'm thinking he's going to be able to pull it out and uh, and get the start. And then um, their D lineman, Mike Green, is uh, out with a calf injury. So, I mean, there's definitely some injuries on both sides of the ball. I mean, both quarterbacks are both dealing with injuries. Uh, with Baker Mayfield uh, with an ankle injury and ribs, I mean, something's telling me that he's not going to be very – he's not a very mobile quarterback to begin with. But if he is more stoic and more, um, you know – not as uh, able to move around as much in the pocket. That could be that could bode well for the defensive line, right? Maybe maybe Jalen Carter, a couple sacks. I think that's a perfect opportunity for the Eagles. You talk about like you know adverse. They're they're having some adversity with him not being mobile, and I think their interior uh, they'll 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 hit, they'll let you know as well. Their interior there's got they got some pigeons. So I mean while we're while we're here, I mean I do have some pigeons. Mm. In honor, of, in honor of Big Tank, but uh, in honor of the bell ringer, the bell ringer. Uh, now we have Tristan Wirfs, who's uh, you know, solid, but I think you talk about Aaron Stinney, Robert Hainsey, and Cody Malk, who looks like a, a buck, but that uh, <laughs> uh, saw him down at the senior bowl last year. But uh, um, he, he was highly touted coming to the league, yeah. too, right? And now, yeah. and now he's Mr. Pigeon Boy. Well, I mean, I, I just think in, interior wise, that's where I think with our strength with Cox and I think uh, Jalen, I think they should be able to effectively uh, collapse the pocket and um, get in there and make some, uh, some, some plays. Now I'm going to do something that's going to perk up Pete Nathan's ears right now, Uh, but it's been kind of a conversation in the small amount of time I've spent on Twitter. Um, Has this been an underwhelming year for Jordan Davis? I just think inconsistent. Um, I think obviously for where he was drafted, I just think uh, these players do get worn down, um, and, and again, you got to be if 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 Baldinger is calling you out of shape. Those are big words from Baldinger. Baldinger yeah. just doesn't say anything, but we've all known that his health is 
in college he's he's had he's had the issues with weight. He he actually said it himself going in going into going into the draft. So you know he might need to you know drink more water or milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, it's one of those things, Pete. You're speaking my language. Um, yeah, uh, it's one of those things that has been kind of like Jordan Davis. I had all the hope for in the world, and I still think he can be a great player. Uh, he has all the potential, but it's one of those things about locking in. Are you going to lock in and take this seriously and do everything you can to help out the team as much as you can? And if you're showing up out of shape, especially, man, we're all the way through the season. We, we, are, we, are, we have completed the entire regular season, and if you are not in shape, at this point in the season, when are you going to be in shape? Yet, like no. you need you get on top of it, man. You do really. training camp and, you're, and you're out of shape. That's one thing. Or like, okay, you got to bust your ass to get ready for the season, bro. W- week eighteen just passed. We are in the playoffs. <laughs> Wait a minute. A lot of players are at this point in the season are injured, but every team, every team, every players. I said every team is dealing with injury. So, um, but you know, you saw that play where he sold out and ran. And ran down. Uh, was that Josh? Josh Allen? Yeah. Josh that was. That's the kind of you know. That's the kind of you set the standard. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to Filthy in Philly, who's also going to be down at a live casino tomorrow. Again, people are asking. The live casino thing is free. You just show up. There's no. There's no guest list. There's no, just vibes. Just uh, you know how we roll. It's free of charge. Just show up, um, and have a good time. Um, so talking about the, uh, let's talk about a topic that everyone's been talking about the blitz, um, Jalen hurts the last time he played the bucks, they played blitz 75% of the time. Now we saw Martindale do his best version of himself sending the blitz and the Eagles had no answer. Uh, and, and we're talking about Todd. Todd Bowles is right behind him um, uh, uh, with bringing the pressure in the blitz. What do you got? What do you guys think they have uh, have planned for Todd? Uh, for for offensively or defensively, our blitzing. Uh, us blitzing them or them blitzing them? Them, them blitzing us. Yeah, um, that's definitely something that. And you look at just how it's been the past month. It feels like uh, as as long as you just continually blitz Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, up the middle, that has been a successful way of of countering this Eagles uh, offense. I think that what the Eagles are going to have to do, give the damn playbook to the run game manager, to to Jeff Stoutland, man. Let let let's let's get DeAndre Swift. You talked about how he had 130 yards. That was the last time he went for over 100. That that's the game plan, man. You you have to let the ground game uh, get involved. Um, Listen, I, we've been calling for Rashad Penny all year. Whatever, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sitting here saying that because, from what I've seen, Rashad Penny, like, it, it, there's nothing that really shows me any juice there. Get put it in DeAndre Swift's hands. If we can get DeAndre Swift going, um, I think that we will be in a much better shape. Yeah. Now, if I heard you correctly, you said 75 percent. Um, yep. The blitz was made last time we played these guys, so mm-hmm. the outcome was we ended up winning what 25-11 that game. So. They actually, you know, did whatever they had to do to overcome that blitz, that game. And then, so with that being said, I don't see that it should be a problem uh, tomorrow night. But that's just in a perfect world because lately the blitz has been a problem. And I don't understand why. I mean, 
seeing it early in the beginning of the year and the way they were blitzing us and we were, you know, maintaining our positions on that, where did that go? Whatever, wherever it went, it needs to come back by tomorrow night. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I see some of these comments. Yeah, Goddard and Swift definitely need to be using those systems in, in those circumstances because, you know, that's what they're good for. You dump it off to either one of those guys um, to be the blitz beaters. I mean, hey, that, that there, there's, there's us, uh, you know, getting an advantage of the, the momentum for the game. Um, you know, AJ not being there tomorrow, and then you got Devontae and, you know, Quez, Julio. Uh, you know, those guys also got to go ahead and play a big part when it comes to this blitz. So, I mean, I've seen, like, you know, going back to last night's game between the Dolphins and Kansas City, uh, they were blitzing the shit out of uh, Mahomes. And, hey, he was he was hitting them off, you know, with, with some open receivers, and he was using Kelsey and Pacheco. Um, so I don't, I don't see it being a problem. I just hope that, you know, we just have that game plan tomorrow and, you know, we'll definitely pull off the win tomorrow. Yeah. I think route combinations that gotta be they gotta be quicker. I think the hot routes have gotta be in check. Like it's it's like it's I I again I haven't really been on Twitter that much, but my last Twitter post was like it's just like their preparation for the offensive uh, you know game plan. People were like, well, what about the defense, bro? I, I was like, I expected the, the offense with all these all this talent to be competent, uh, especially with handling the blitz. And again. Podcast after podcast, we talk about um, blitz pickup. I've talked about how many times they let players leak in. We Hertz gets hit way too often. Free runners. Um, have you seen the slot? Um, cornerbacks blitzing last week against the Giants. You, you, you know the, the slot cornerbacks are creeping in. Didn't see that. Um, but we're bringing in another guy this week. Antonio Winfield, All Pro safety. Uh, this guy. He's been all world for them. Uh, he's no, he ranks number one in sacks from the safety position. He's first. He's ranked first. Forced fumbles. He is ranked first. Uh, quarterback hits. He is ranked second. Uh, fumble recovers. He has four. He 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 ranks first. Passes defended. He ranks third in tackles. He ranks. He's tied for fourth. So we're having another guy that could come in in blitz. So they're gonna have to figure it out. Figure it out, and um, I, I do. I mean, it's almost like alarming to me why I don't have a reason to tell you why they have not been. It goes I, back to coaching. Yeah, but. I, I think, I think Pete actually brings up a pretty solid point. It's one of the things I've been thinking about too. Uh, he, he talks about how more successful we were with Sayamalu uh, in that right guard position. Do you think that at all? I think Jurgens is uh, an offensive lineman of the future. I think he's just playing out of position. I think he obviously he came into this league meant to be a center. And do you think that the size we talked about that? Like, is he going to have the size to be able to play guard in this league? Do you think he's kind of just outmatched in his in his position right now? And we have a center playing guard, and that could be the reason we're kind of a little bit of a pincushion in the center of our line. I think and he's little. He's like he's not he's not built like a guard. You know, the guard yeah. is the you know he doesn't have the body for a guard. But again. Um, he's definitely mobile, but I feel like he's holding his own right now. Um, and you know, holding his own versus dominating is, is two different situations. Shout out to his parents, though. Shout out to his parents. Maybe, 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 maybe mama wants to put on the pads. <laughs> maybe mama should put on the pads. <laughs> uh, uh, Elaine says, uh, should they try Steen? I mean, that's one of those things that I, I have. If there's any coach on this team that I have faith in, it's Jeff Stoutland. 
and he is the one that is working closest with these guys. He knows these guys better than any of us. He's seeing them in practice every single day. Um, just like the whole Rashad Penny thing. It's if it's like we're sitting here screaming for Rashad Penny all year long, but ultimately is he going to make a difference? Is he, is he what we think he is? Um, I think Tyler Steen is the same sort of thing. Maybe he's just not polished enough to be uh, in that sort of situation. I mean, we got, we definitely got young guns, man. I think um, definitely hitting the draft for more linemen next year. Uh, definitely. I don't know, man. I th- I, linebacker. And safety hey, I, I still need, number I need one. I still need some more linemen. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause next year, Again, I know we get so hung up on the lineman, but at the same time, tackles. to, to, to uh, circle back to what we talked about earlier, we Howie Roseman loves himself a first round lineman. There's nothing he loves more than getting an offensive or defensive lineman in the first round. Uh, but you know, Kyle Hamilton was available a couple years ago. That would have been an interesting route to go. We don't we don't draft safeties in the first round. That one would have been a good one. He's one of the best safeties in the league right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely definitely loved his game. Uh, but RJ, he says, I'm actually so pumped for this. No way we losing this game. He said, book it. Now, RJ was with us at the Super Bowl uh, watch party. And, uh, yeah, he was he was super hyped. Always hyped when you watch a game with RJ. Shout out to RJ. Um, Shout out to his wife. Hope everything's going well. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, he said, this is football. Guys can flip a switch. And I believe they are going to. Too many seasoned vets. And big time, uh, first and second and third year guys. I, I do think um, there is a switch. I mean, some players have it, some players don't. Um, I, I don't know if I was a flip a switch guy. I was, yeah. I was like, I, I was just. I, sometimes it's a mood thing, man. It's a mood thing, man. Like, yeah. so, I think you, I really think you look to your. You got to look to your left or your right, and you look at your play, your teammates. And you're like, would I run through a wall for you or a coaching? Like if your coach is not inspiring you to run through a wall and there's a problem. Well, I mean, there's a big problem. I, I, if I'm, if we're leaning into that, I look at how these, this, these players have been responding to the coaches and what the vibe of the locker room has been. And do you get the vibe that anybody is willing to run through a wall for Brian Johnson or Sean Desai? <laughs> That's not making me feel great. <laughs> not at all. And, I, and I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe they fix that. Maybe they fix that uh, in a week or so. And that's the thing where I'm like, hey, man, if you, I, I've known teams to to fold in playoffs. I've I've, I've seen teams that have um, have been asked during the regular season and turned it on like a Giants team that went on a run and ended up beating a a Patriot squad. Uh, it's it's happened before, so that uh, I mean I'm not sure if you saw a few weeks ago that um, that year that Joe Flacco won uh, the Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. um, they had a very similar end to their year that year. Um, they were really hot to start the year, and then they lost a bunch of games uh, in the last month of the season. Things were looking kind of bleak entering the playoffs, and then they went on a run, got hot, and uh, won it all. So. Ironically enough, against Sam Fran, who is also in the mix this year too, um, so that that could be another Super Bowl rematch. Honestly, now what was interesting? We we were texting back and forth about about the, the Texans Browns game. Mm. The, the one thing that stuck out to me the most is how much fun that the, the Texans were having. Uh, that, that team looked like they're having fun. I was like, that kind of shit looks contagious. How about um, can't get right getting right out in Houston? 
That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, um, it's kind of, you know, people are making mention like, hey, man, why is he looking good out there? But again, we're talking about opportunities. Um, when you're not getting awesome. opportunities. We're also talking about a defensive-minded head coach, too. Like, D'Amico Ryans is, a, I think, a very good up-and-coming head coach, and he's also comes from that defensive background. So I, maybe he's been a very uh, positive influence in, in coaching up. Uh, yeah, we haven't, yeah, we haven't had anything positive to say about our defensive coordinator. So, I mean, hey, maybe it was a match made in heaven for him to go ahead and go to Houston and look, look what is happening for him now. I mean, when you go back to defense coordinator, if you've seen the last couple of weeks, we've seen Hassan Reddick, our one of our number one pass rushers in coverage, more so than we would like to see him. But we've seen Josh Wett in coverage. I mean, it, there's, it just seems like players are out of place. So I think in terms of uh, what Patricia has got to do is make sure that he got, these guys aren't confused up front. Stroud is something else, though, too, man. He's got a cannon for an arm. Yeah, he's, he he's one of those guys. Like, if he could get a, a, a speedster on his team, obviously, like Tyree Kill, he's locked up in Miami. But if you get a guy with Tyree Kill like speed, CJ Stroud has the arm to, like, as long as his wide receiver can outrun him, just throw it as deep as you can and has his receiver will run underneath of it. Yeah, his ball placement last yesterday was ridiculous. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is that when you're looking at the playoffs, and you're thinking about all the teams that are in the playoffs, you know, as you list them, right? Baltimore Ravens, uh, Buffalo Bills, the Eagles have beat, right? Mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, the Eagles have beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Cleveland Browns, um, um, Houston, uh, we didn't wouldn't play them. Miami Dolphins, the Eagles have beat. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, we haven't played them. But um, San Francisco, we lost to this – 49ers, Detroit Lions, we didn't play. Uh, the Bucks, we have beat. The Rams, we have beat. Uh, the Packers, we haven't played. So when you think about it, the percentage of teams that the Eagles have beat are already in the playoffs right now. And it's funny that it's, it's when you go back and look at all the teams that the Eagles have beat um, that are yeah, playoff teams. For sure. For sure. Um, I, I, and that's just like kind of what the this. That's what's shocking about this Eagles team, man, is that we were on a roll. We were 10 and 1. We were beating the Chiefs. We were beating Buffalo. We were beating all the teams we were supposed to beat. And then we're coughing up games against the Jets, against the Cardinals, against the Giants. Um, I don't know. Uh, I actually had a conversation yesterday um, talking about how, remember how we had talked about um, Nick Bosa and how he said that he put the playbook out there on how to beat the Eagles. Um, But I was talking with someone and they talked about the Jets game. And it's something I hadn't even really considered. But Robert Solid, once upon a time, did used to be the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. And do you think after that Jets game, there could have possibly been a conversation with guys at the 49ers talking about how, hey, this was a uh, pretty effective strategy for us against the Eagles. Um, why don't you try and deploy it? I don't know, man, because then that goes to say that they call every other team that ended up beating us this year. Was was that the scenario? I don't know. Um, you know, it, I'm not going to say it did happen, but, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it was, man, it just has to be figured out. That's all. Um, now, Brandon says, uh, what matchup do you guys uh, – what, what matchup do you guys want? A reminder of potential matchup scenarios next week. <laughs> 
Don't don't need a reminder, Brandon. We appreciate the feedback and everything, but don't need a reminder, bro. We just gotta focus on getting that win tomorrow. Right. You got yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta control your own destiny. You gotta win today. You, know? like, you gotta really That's just it. focus on winning today. Uh, I'm not really because it's a it's for for me it's week to week. Yeah. Um, because you know, as before, when you start looking ahead for opponents, I'm like, you gotta we, we counted that whole back of the end of the season as wins. We're like, all right, well, once we get through the gauntlet, we'll be fine. We'll just coast into the playoffs, and then we're going to have our number one seed, and we'll be good. Yes, we did, man, and we and we were very confident about that one. So, Now, now talking about um, guys that uh, in matchups, we're talking about um, two guys that who have been single-handedly effective. Um, we're talking about 1,000-yard thousand, thousand seasons. Um, Mike, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Delaware's own Chris Godwin, by the way. Um, you know, you talk about Mike Evans, he's been a level of consistency. He's had a thousand yard seasons every year. He's been, uh, Baker Mayfield's favorite target. Um, you talk about a guy who can catch the deep ball, catch it over the middle. You, you name it, he could do it. Uh, Chris Godwin, again, um, he's also a mismatch in the slot. You see, uh, last time that we played the Bucks, the Eagles are trying to uh, find those mismatches, and that mismatch probably be Avante Maddox. We're talking about size, um, and any, I mean, he, he's a mismatch for a lot of players. But I think if they can get those mismatches against Roby and Avante, who Avante playing safety, regardless, you know, their tight end as well. That's that could be mismatches. That mismatch, they are how how concerned. Are we about Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? Extremely concerned. Um, it's extremely concerned about Mike Evans specifically. Mike Evans, if I'm being completely honest with you, uh, he is one of my favorite non-Eagles in the league. I, I love watching Mike Evans play. Like I think he is an amazing wide receiver. I think he has, especially this year, um, kind of cemented that first uh, ballot Hall of Fame uh, for his career once it's all said and done. Dude's been 1,000 yards regardless of who's been throwing to him, from Jameis Winston to did, – didn't they even have – was he there when Freeman was there too? He's, yep. he's been there for a long time. Um, and, you know, he hasn't always had great quarterbacks, but he has always put up the numbers. Um <laughs> He's an elite wide receiver, man. He's he's an all-time wide receiver. So that is definitely a guy mm-hmm. that I fear. And that is definitely a guy I fear, especially the fact that we have such questionable players and game plans uh, at safety and in the secondary altogether. So Mike Evans, I fear, is going to be a problem. It's one of those guys that you just have to limit and try and, um, you know, you, you get him to do as little as possible. But he's going to get his, in my opinion. Yeah, we got, we got Slayback. Um, it's definitely going to be – a positive and definitely a plus. Now all you slay haters out there is speaking uh, down on this game. We've only, how many games have we won since he's been gone? It's not been a lot. So um, he, he's a big part of the secondary. I think talking about, um, you know, Bradbury in his size, uh, this could be an opportunity where his size may come in an advantage. Um against uh Evans in the slot if he gets matched up there. Um and and if they're good, they want more speed on the outside with Ringo. You know, I, I, we we talked about Ringo. He's he's getting valuable reps right now. For, for Ringo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like 
you know, talk about learning on the fly. These are moments where you learn on the fly. And these are also moments that like Howie Roseman is very much looking at too, when he's thinking about what's the secondary going to look like next year. Uh, is this something that needs to be heavily addressed in the draft? Yes. Um, but you know, is Keely Ringo a guy that we can count on being a starter next year? Uh, I think so. Uh, but we, we're going to, we're going to need depth because I don't think both, um, you know, we have aging cornerbacks right now. Um, we have, a who the fuck knows is even going to be playing safety for us tomorrow. Um, hopefully Reed is able to go. So secondary is definitely going to need to be addressed, but I think the Keely Ringo is showing right now. Uh, he has every opportunity to prove himself for the future. Mm. I'm, I'm all for Ringo starting tomorrow over Bradbury. Um, I know that's going to be a decision that we won't find out until tomorrow, but I mean, let's, let's just face it. Bradbury has not been playing great ball at all as of the season. Um, I know we were big on bringing him back last year because of his play, but where that went, I have no idea. Um, was it all about just, I mean, it's a lot of things. Was it just about getting the contract? You know, I mean, kind of relaxing this year. I don't know, you know, but whatever it is, he's just, he's just playing horrible. So I think he needs to go ahead and put on the back burner and they need to give this kid, uh, you know, the chance he's been playing lights out lately. Um, you know, kind of, kind of mismatches, a couple mismatches here and there, but you know I mean? Hey, that's part of the game. You know, you got to learn from your mistakes and learn from your downfalls, and, and I think he's been doing pretty good with that. So I think he should get the nod for tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's some technique things, but, you know, again, he, he he's a learner on the fly. But um, uh, Paul Wade, shout out to Paul. He says, what's up, guys, even though Slay's back? Uh, but I still feel we will lose because we will get outcoached again. Um, now, Kenneth says, uh, he says, Slay needs to lock up with Evans and follow him all game, increase the pass rush, and keep Baker running around. And on the ground, I do think Jalen Carter. There needs to be a sense of urgency. So we do. We, we I love his game. Uh, I love what he's brought this year. Um, consistency is something he'll learn as a pro. But I think uh, I think a level of consistency has been Fletcher Cox this year on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. He's been consistent. But um, they're gonna have to bring that uh, pressure up the middle. I think. Um, I think so, I think Baker I think Baker is going to feel it tomorrow. Has that has that been announced? I'm here, I'm seeing here. Reed is out. Maddox is in SAB. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, I haven't seen that that's official yet, but Ivan, first of all, thank you for the hat. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's questionable. But, I mean, maybe there's been something that's happened since the show started. I'll tell you what. Um, I'm going to lose a hell of a lot of confidence if uh, – we end up on defense running the same first play that we did last week where Hassan Reddick is dropping into coverage. I see that. I got to be honest. My, my, my thoughts on the game are going to go down the toilet. I'm going to be like, yo, <laughs> see you guys next year. <laughs> now another uh, area of um, we're talking about Thank matchups uh, would have to go with uh, Rashad White uh, mm-hmm. versus the Eagles linebacker uh, backer linebacker core i think uh you talk about rashad white he's the guy who's a hybrid very effective in space he's caught like almost what 80 85 percent of his passes 
a lot of short yard routes. I think, uh, you know, they haven't been an all-world rushing unit as a whole, but I think, you know, the Eagles can certainly shut down the run, hopefully. Yeah. Right? I I mean, um, listen, I think it's all going to come down to – we we, we keep on bringing this up, but the core four guys are going to have to – in the in the back of my mind, what I'm, I'm thinking is, there's no way that we go out like this. There's no way with this leadership that we have and those guys that we go out like a bunch of bitches and just roll over and die. Um, I have to think that Jason Kelsey is in there, uh, being motivational as he always is, and is saying the things mm-hmm. to get these guys up. the 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 factor is, is that are these guys going to be able to get up, or in the back of their mind, do they not believe in the coaches this much that they've they've already checked out? And we're going to see that tomorrow. We're going to see where these players' heads are at. And if they are just not showing any effort out there, I listen, they deserve everything that's going to be said about them in the following show then. <laughs> Adrian says, I think A.J. Brown being out will be a good thing. More targets for Devonta. That was a good thing. Uh, forced to be run more and possibly less distraction. Hey, man, the, the, the dude's dealing with knee injury. At the end of the day, he's been one of the most targeted uh wideouts you talk about a receiver and their favorite target not having your favorite target is not a good thing um dallas goddard get that man involved that's very that's, true yeah, I, that, that's I, a guy I, i'm, that you I'm gonna go ahead and try to uh you know fix this comment up oh well never mind you took it down uh, oh which one this one yeah 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 i mean i think aj brown being out is not a is not a bad thing um uh, you know, more targets for Devontae, yes. Forced to run more, yes. And possibly less distraction. Now, we're going to go ahead and delete that because he's not a distraction. You know what I mean? The attention is just going to be spread out a little bit more. Goddard, Swift, Devontae's definitely going to get with you, McCall. But, you know what I mean? Let's let's please, let's just leave the whole A.J. Brown thing alone, man. The guy needs to rest up this knee because once we get through Monday, he will be back next week. We got to stop with this negativity shit. And so, speaking speaking of our, our secondary wide receivers here, I mean, there was a quote that Jalen Hurt had uh, Jalen Hurts had this week talking about Quez Watkins, saying like, you know, if I uh, if if I call you, you better be ready to answer. Um, well, well, I feel like it's the guys. Obviously, we can lean on guys like Devontae. Uh, obviously, we can lean on guys like Swift if they if he gets the ball. Dallas Goddard is always a reliable target. I think what it's going to come down to is these secondary guys that are going to have to make a difference in this game. There, there's going to have to be a big Quez Watkins play or a big uh, Alameda Zacchaeus play uh, in order to really spark this offense. How about a Britton Covey? Britton Covey has been poking his way uh, on punt returns. Like <laughs> yes. he's, he's he's had opportunities, and then Nolan Smith ends up tackling him. If he is able to take one all the way back, I think that could be a spark uh, that this team needs, and they can ride that for the rest of the game. Yeah, man. You said Quez, you know, he had posted after the Giants game. He said the Giants gave gave him some confidence. You know, he led the team in uh, receptions and yards, and he had a touchdown. Uh, he says, "I'll I'll, I'll forever uh, bet on myself." Uh, you know, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna need that as much as I as much as I hate that post. I'm gonna need that level of confidence on Monday. Like in. in my my thing goes back to my intro. It's about big time players making big time plays and big time moments. When your coach looks you in the eye, like we're we're coming to you, and if you don't make a play when we need one, this is the difference between losing a Super Bowl 
and winning the Super Bowl. Exactly. Uh, these are when you when you get you when your number is called, it's time to make a big play. Mm-hmm. And if you're not inspired by your back end wide receiver five six on punt return making a big play to set you up for these are everyone it's everyone involved. It's level of detail. Lyman not going false starting. That's that's a big thing. Feast with Pete and me are, are sharing the same brain right now. And I'm not saying this, but I'm saying for these wide receivers, for, for the Quez Watkins and the Zacchaeuses, are you going to be a Rager slash J.J. Ortega Whiteside, or are you going to be a reliable Greg Ward? I need a Greg Ward type of reliability. Greg Ward led the team in third down receptions just a couple years ago. As, as a practice squad guy, he was fucking one of the hardest workers on the team, and he was reliable. Now, I'm not saying that that's what we need in this game. I'm saying we need that mentality from our Quez Watkins and from our uh, Alameda's case. Now, Julio, Helene brings up Julio. Julio! Um, I think Julio, in terms of uh, bringing it out, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Mm-hmm. I think um, him in the seams, him downfield, down by the red zone, he's, he's definitely productive. I think you could u- utilize him. You know, I don't think he has the – it's not the same Julio from years of past, but I think I was, uh, was going to say if you were to if Julio and Mike Evans retired at the same time, who's getting in first? Or are they getting oof. in at the same time? Probably the same time. Probably the same time. I, I, but we need we don't need uh, Atlanta Julio in 2017. We need Julio, a different version. Yeah, I, think I, I would I would take Atlanta Julio in 2017 personally. I Remember, well, I was, take that. Not the, not the to, game against us, the yeah. game, but you know, what I mean, prior to that, yeah, I'll take the 2017 Julio myself. <laughs> now, now, Debbie says team will not let Kelsey Cox and BG go out with loss, and that's Debbie. That's something I've been thinking about. You know, again, we're not even on the team, man. Mm. You know, you know how many conversations I've had with a lot of you guys in the in the comments about. I, I don't, I, you know, I feel bad that I'm not be, being out of game because this could be the, the last time you see Kelsey Cox and BG on the same field at the same time. Yeah. Ever again. So, I mean, the fact that uh, that's, I've been thinking about that all. I, I woke up thinking about this. Like, well, think, think about too. Um, like, th- there was a big kind of thing, I feel like, for those guys uh, that came back. If I'm sure that they have you know, their own private group chat of just the four of them. And they, they probably have a special connection because they've all been on this team their entire careers. Um, I think that a factor that brought all of those guys back for one last ride was just how good that mm-hmm. last season was. We we ended that last season. We were three points away from winning this, or four points away from winning the Super Bowl <laughs> in the end of it. I think that these guys were like, all right, we're that close. We can win it this year. Um, so the way that these things that this season has kind of unfolded and the way we've kind of collapsed, I'm looking at the forecast for next year and whether or not they'd want to come back. If they go out in this game, ugly, what's the, what's the motivation to come back? You guys are already, you know, cemented yourselves as Eagles legends, every, all four of you. Um, and looking at the, the forecast for next season, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm not as confident uh, looking at next season as I was, coming into this season there's a there's a lot on the line i'm I'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you like they're in you know i've watched a lot of eagles football i've never seen what transpired this year this is a this is a little different twist i've seen some downfalls but there's been a little different seasoning on this one but i do think i mean this like there's so much weighing 
on this game and the uh, performance of our players that there is so much riding on this. There's so many jobs riding on this moment. There's the, uh, I mean, not to mention the Eagles fan psyches and uh, future of the next couple of months for us. There's a lot riding on this game in general. So uh, we're, we're literally like, think, think about it this way. We're, we're sitting here talking birds, talking about the Eagles playing in the playoffs. We're potentially one, two shows away from talking draft. And this being a completely different conversation, and we're oh, looking at all right. So we I'm got not, uh, we got Jeremiah Trotter Jr. I'm not there. Yet. I'm not there. Yet. <laughs> you know, I you know I, I I dabble in my you know you got to stay informed. I've started my study, but it's again I'm I'm holding off. I'm holding off because I we're in the playoffs right now, and that's you why think, uh, I'm so excited at this moment. You think Bob from Down Under has his plane ticket booked with his pitchfork and. Uh, <laughs> In, in his carry-on bag to uh, hang out outside of uh, Novacare. It's going to start with. It's going to start with. Oi, oi, oi! Get Nick's ass out here. Oi, oi! Get Philly right now. <laughs> now, uh, what what are your what are, what is I'm going I'm to ask you what are, what are your biggest what is your biggest concern um, about um, Monday beating night? Ourselves. It's beating ourselves. I think that we are uh, physically as as players as a roster i think we're a much better team than the uh tampa bay buccaneers but it's all about uh how we are going to approach this game plan we have coaches that just have it's it's almost as if they don't know what our players best skill sets are i mentioned earlier how i'm losing all confidence if i'm seeing hassan reddick dropping into coverage that guy is one of the best pass rushers in the league use him like that he doesn't. He doesn't need to be a coverage uh, edge rusher. He he needs to be a guy that is constantly going after after the quarterback. Um, so I think that it's it's us beating ourselves is is going to be my biggest concern. Uh, if the Eagles come out with an appropriate game plan, I don't think that this should be a very tough game. I don't think that we we blow them out, but I think that we can take a lead early in the game and hold on to it and just kind of push them back the entire game and just play up. Um, but the Eagles this entire year have had a uh, have given leads up because of uh, poor coaching. That Chase Bro, agrees I mean, with you. Yeah, I mean, well no said. There, well said. There ain't no there ain't no other way to follow up with that. I mean, he, he pretty much nailed it. Like with everything he just said, it's all about beating ourselves. I mean, I think the biggest fear is ourselves. You know, going in there and not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Um, so that's that's my biggest fear, just as well. I mean. We know what these guys are capable of doing. We've seen it on paper. We've seen how <laughs> we've seen it on paper. We've seen we've seen it in the first eleven games of the season, and then you know we lost it. We lost it somewhere, and uh, you know I I just don't want to see no more of it come tomorrow night. Um, they got to get it right. They have no choice. It's win or go home, and you know it all starts all over for them. So you know if it if it's all about you know whatever. Uh, energy or whatever attitude they had um, in those first 11 games, finding that and bringing it back all over again come tomorrow, I'm all for it, man. That's what we need. We need that We need that momentum, you know, to go ahead and uh, win this thing all the way. And, you know, we're going to find out. So, yeah, that's my biggest fear is just us looking in the mirror and, you know, being defeated by ourselves. That's all. I'll tell you now, someone uh, who has, has never, ever, ever doubted this team and always shows up, and that's Mr. Chris Nady. So he's had, he, even after the rough month that we've had, this man has been going to every single game and he's going to be down there representing giant Chris ass cheating. Um, oh, yeah. No, that's off to you, bro. I'm telling you, 
being in every other city where, where, the, where the Eagles are playing, and then you see Chris. Every time I see Chris, I, I feel I feel good. Like the homies here, I just feel good. You know, yep. like he's been a level of consistency. That's what we talk about. Level of consistency. Chris has been the most consistent person in consistent. on the Eagles team. But going back to some concerns, David brings in with his concern. He said, biggest concern is that we have to have the same play calling on both sides where everyone is out of position. Um, my biggest concern would be, I'd say dealing with the, the blitz. I think, uh, that 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 alone right there um that has got me the biggest it's, it's got me shell shocked how they deal with the blitz um so i'm gonna go with the blitz yeah um adam says missed tackles and blown damn coverages yeah uh reed for as much as i i talked up the milk missile and as much as i like his ability to tackle like for a defense that struggles to tackle he's not exactly one of them i think he's a good tackler on this team but he does get beat man he does get burnt and um you know he has definitely blown some coverages that have led to big time touchdowns this year so i think darius slayton's still running dude you got your safety you got to keep everyone in front of you man (laughs) that's that's safety 101 now uh, Debbie brings up the comment. Uh, Dom brings back the mojo. Now the Eagles are have won one game since Dom's been off the sidelines. I think Dom brings a level of safety and security for me. Every time I see Dom, I'm like, this guy knows something. He's protecting something. He's got the he's got the Some, Italian sweatsuit on. He's doing something. Uh, I know Helena said she's going to be wearing her velour suit uh, on Monday in Dom. honor of Dom. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So uh, on a, on a on a fit check, are you midnight green? Kelly greening it up, Prime. I'm Monday? Kelly greening. I'm Kelly greening it up because um, you know with, with my superstitions and everything, I went back to all the games that we played. What I, what gear <laughs> I wore those weeks, and the outcome was the Kelly Green had the uh, the advantage this season. So I'm rocking Kelly Green throughout the playoffs, baby. Going, we we riding this thing out, Kelly Green. I, I wouldn't mind. I I wouldn't mind if the Eagles pulled out the Kelly Green for the playoffs. I wouldn't mind at all. I would love it. I would love it. It would it would, would it would suck to watch them go out looking so pretty. But uh, if I had the money, if that's I'll the pay, vibe they I'll need. I will pay the penalty fine if I had the money. I would. Yeah. Now uh, I'm going. I'm definitely going Kelly Green myself. I think it's just it is the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Ev, you going Kelly Green? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Now, Prime, if you don't realize how much a psycho he is, he did probably go back, do the mask, do everything. Like he, like he wore something to do one game. And I was like, I was like, and I told him, I was like, you know, you can't wear that to a game. And he's like, yeah, I know. It's, it's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list, man. You gotta, you know, what I mean, you gotta honor it. You gotta honor it. Chris, I want to know how many deep uh, drinks deep you are so far on that flight. <laughs> Uh, drinks i was thinking something else. <laughs> you can't get that on the plane you can't get that. now <laughs> you know now you know on this on the show we like to speak things into existence so we're going to go with your biggest we're going to your mvp your offensive mvp uh on monday Offensive MVP. Um, I mean, we've talked about. I I feel like it's it's easy to kind of lean Jalen just because he runs the whole offense. But I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Devonte Smith, man. With AJ Brown being out, 
Devontae Smith is going to have to step up. And Devontae Smith is a guy that steps up. He is a guy that makes incredibly acrobatic catches. He's a guy that is able to just break guys' ankles when running routes. Um, I think that we're going to need a – I think that uh, if Devontae Smith can go for at least 100 on the touchdown, we have a solid shot to win this game. Mm. Uh, Chase is saying Swift. Uh, Bob from down under was Swift, 160 yards. Uh, Brandon is going Smitty for a buck, 50. Uh, Paul from uh, across the pond is saying Swifty. Uh, Debbie saying Kelsey. Adrian with a Swift from Sweden Town. Uh, damn, a lot of DeAndre. Todd, mm-hmm. Helena, Swift. Hebrid says Swift. What do what say you, uh, Prime? I mean, everybody's definitely calling for the ball, running the ball tomorrow. You know what I mean? And I see that's going to be a big outcome. But um, I'm going to go with uh, Dallas Goddard. I think Dallas Goddard is definitely going to go ahead and play a big role tomorrow. Ever since he came back, man, he's been clutch, uh, finding a way to be in an open space. And I think that's going to be huge tomorrow. Um, so with the attention being, you know, with Devontae, Swift, and, you know, Jalen and everything, and, and that blitz, hey, this is where Dallas really has to go ahead and, play a key part on being that blitz beater and i think that's going to be it so like, um I'm, I'm going with dallas tomorrow i, I like ivan's uh, prediction just bouncing off of yours talk about he thinks goddard has six catches all on third down, no, third that, down. that will be certainly okay. clutch that's what i'm talking about right there i love man. that um shout out to new england's uh own joan uh mama mccabe aka mama mccabe she says i want to see Jalen with some more explosive runs. He hasn't had any of those plays recently, and teams know he's not running like he did last year. He could surprise them. It could be a real threat to the run game and a game chair. Now, I, I did think about um, Jalen and his uh, his finger because I, I had the same injury to my finger that he mm-hmm. had. It was the worst. Uh, How's it, how does it feel physically? Does it, it hurt a lot or does it just look to form? I couldn't shake a hand for goddamn like two, three months. Because uh, every time someone shook my hand, it either messed it up or injured it. I definitely had it taped up. Um, so you're thinking def- throwing the ball. Well, I mean, it's it's good to, it's good to know that you're softer than hurts. So you know. Hey, no, hey, I went back in the game. Don't tell me. I, see, I, I I taped it back up and went back in the game and uh, did the same thing. So, um, but I'm I saying think- after it, the recovery period is going to be. But he's throwing the ball. Yeah. That's the thing where, and the other thing that I did think about today was the tush push. The tush push requires a level of, you know, he's holding the ball with this. He's in the pile. If you've ever played running back, underneath the pile is the most. There is stuff going on. People are trying to claw at you, break things. Are they going to try and grab his fingers? Well, if I was I mean, a defensive player, I would. The other thing you got to look at is, bro, is that back then and. and you know, NFL players, they got everything they got next to them and within their facility to get all that fixed and stay on top of where unlike us, we just had to, you know, I mean, beast it out and let the shit heal on our own or go pay that one doctor visit and pay that big ass bill for us to go ahead and get this finger fixed. You know what I mean? But- <laughs> I, and I, 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 Bob brings up a point and I'm not so sure if it's necessarily no offense. I don't think it's necessarily accurate, Bob. They're talking about they will shoot him up with like, you know, tortorol, whatever, for the game so he can't feel it. The hand and the finger specifically is one of those things I'm not sure you don't want to feel. I feel like that's something, especially as a quarterback, where you're holding the ball in your hand. 
as a, a quick story, as someone that worked in a restaurant for years, I had spent, spent plenty of time reaching into a deep fryer, reaching into an oven with my bare hands. And I honestly have lost a lot of feeling in my, in my fingertips. I have bad hand days where I wake up. I can't fucking hold anything because I can't feel my fingertips. If you are, are shooting him up with Tortorol, like it, that doesn't bode well for holding on to the ball, man. I'm sitting here sometimes and my phone just falls out of my hands because I can't feel it. it. It's it's one of those things that you need to have. You might have to just deal with the pain and, and overcome that rather than numbing your hands. I don't think that's a good idea when you're trying to throw and hold a football. It's funny. It's, it's funny as, as calm as Jalen is at all times. His, his finger is jacked up and he's like, yeah. <laughs> I had, I had uh, my finger was like, was it L-shaped? And you, you had the baldy finger going on? I was looking at my uh, – I was like, dude, my finger is doing an L right now. Yeah. So- I've, seen, I've seen that. I've seen it, like, live. You know, it's happened to one of my boys playing football, trying to make a shoestring tackle. His finger went all the way back. I mean, ended up back here. All right? And, and he goes around asking each and one of us. Does this look right? Back. No, no, pull it back. And we're all running the opposite direction. <laughs> like, no, I'm not touching that thing. And then he goes, he goes and he pulls it back himself, takes uh, uh, the uh, popsicle sticks, <laughs> two of them, and one in the front, one in the back, tapes it up, and then we go right back to playing football. So, I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah, well, my, my teammate was like, let me see your finger. He's like, look that way. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he jack- he pulled it. Is that the right bag? Set it, it back in play. I was like, yeah. What type, what type of Miyagi shit did you just do to my finger? Um, but again, like again, I th- I feel like, I feel like, you know, uh, Chase brings up the Michael Jordan finger. He's a Jordan branded athlete. This guy's gonna give his his best opportunity. I'm on the biggest stage. Like, if you, and if he goes down, at least he'll look good doing it. <laughs> <It's you. laughs> at least his cleats gonna be tight. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I do think the rain is gonna be. Interesting. Fucking another rain game, dude. Yeah, I know, I, man. What we has can't. it been? Like, I feel like it's 75, 80% of our games have been played in poor yeah, weather this year. Yeah, bro. It, it, and what team in the NFL has played four Monday night football games yeah. in a year? That shit ridiculous. First of all, I was talking about this earlier, too. I'm so I'm I think that the whole Monday night wild card <laughs> thing is dumb to begin with. But then on top of that, like I'm so thankful. If we're going to be on Monday night, I'm at least glad it's the 8 o'clock game. Could you imagine a 4 o'clock Monday yeah. game? What, what the <laughs> hell is that, dude? Yeah. And then, I mean, right now, a video just came out. They're still struggling on getting that field ready for tomorrow. Um, they got their people in there uh, cleaning up. I mean, is this for what game? Like this is for the Bill Steelers game tomorrow at 430. Yo, that I mean, game is – talk about weather conditions. You yeah, talk about the lot, Chief, Chiefs, Dolphins with negative – 24. What, t- 24. Negative, negative nine, at, but it felt like negative 28. On with the, the wind chill, yeah. With yeah. the wind chill. I like I the throwback to yesterday's when they played in like those a frozen tundra of, yeah. you know, like in the, that's, that is like these, you know, this is what and that's why a lot play. Of, I know you guys didn't watch the game yesterday, but a lot of those cats from that game, from that back in the day game, chimed in on Twitter, like man up, you know, because they didn't have the gear that the football players have today. They didn't have that under armor. They didn't have that gear under their gear that played football. They, they were out there, you know, in regular, just straight up uniforms. I mean, sometimes these, you know, these guys didn't have anything under their, their, their playing pants or under their jerseys where like these players today, 
they got those perfect, you know, Under Armour suits. So one of the one of the Cincinnati Bengals uh, players and from back in the day chimed in was like, "Yo, man up!" Like you know, what I mean, this ain't this ain't nothing compared to that one game that we had where it felt. I think they said it was negative fifty three. You know, it was bad. It was that Cincinnati game from back in the day mm-hmm. where it was cold as shit. So, hey, these guys, you know, Andy, that game, that game yesterday, seeing everybody, seeing Andy's mustache frozen, it was well, it was crazy. dude. You all, you also got to think about too. I mean, you guys, we've experienced extreme cold before. You go out there and an extremely cold day, you feel that ground. It, it's not get. It doesn't have the same no, get. It, it feels no. like a sheet of concrete. So then you you spend an entire game just tackling each other on what feels like concrete. You're going to be pretty bruised up, man. Yeah. You see a lot of those guys get off that ground hurting yesterday. Now, I'm going to be honest. Like, us us going to, like, all these different rain games. Like, I don't know. Yeah, the, this, the New England this, one was, was fucking brutal, bro. I, the Seattle, like, all the way to Seattle. Like, KC, it, it, it took a I, – I, thought, I, thought, I said to myself, I was like, bro, I think you're probably taking about two years off your life right now. Dude, just from this game. year alone I'll, I'll, I'll never stop thinking about how we're hiking our way up uh the stadium in new england and we're all the way like the last row of the stadium <laughs> well, see, and those I, bastards I, those I, bastards didn't build an awning big enough to cover the last row I got, so I got all of say. the spill off from the roof just came right down onto the last row and it was raining uh, so we already were sitting in the rain and then on top of that we're getting the spill off off the roof as well well, I gotta say, Kansas City was the worst for me because New England. I was prepared for New England. Used to wear, but I was. I had my raincoat going in there. But dude, Kansas City was wild, man. Cold, freezing rain, and you know, I mean, I didn't feel my my legs. I didn't feel my fingers, and you know, all I just kept on screaming to get some type of heat in my body. But yeah, Kansas City was probably the worst for me this season. Well, I'm telling you, we we ran to old Navy like last minute. I was bro, I was like, I know I'm not ready, so I had to like get ready. Shit, me and Gail, the Buffalo game was was vicious. Yeah, that was a vicious game. That's a lot, man. It's a, it's yeah. a. I can't even. Like I said, the the, the I after the Seattle game, it took my body down. Like I was just like, bro, these Eagle games. Not just not just. I'm just thinking about me. I'm then I'm thinking about the team. I'm like, this team has been through a lot of. Uh, just ugly, disgusting games. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm I'm gonna be excited to see that uh that snow game. To be honest. No, it's gonna it's gonna be uh it's definitely gonna be a fun watch. It's definitely gonna be a fun watch. Now, did any you got uh did any guys go to the snow game against the Lions? No, nah, nah. I wish. I wish. Nah, I missed that. One. So I volunteered. I volunteered to help. I volunteered the way that I was trying to go to the game was that I was trying to volunteer to clean up that day. Mm-hmm. I was trying to clean up the stadium. I volunteered, but I wasn't I wasn't picked. So oh shit, only, for real? Yeah, that was the only way that I was trying to get in, into that building that day. I reached out and they were looking for volunteers, but they said they already reached their capacity on people. So I was like, damn. Um Bob from Down Under says that uh his hometown is called Evans Head, Australia. <laughs> Oh man! Shout out to Blue Meaning in the house. He says the Earth is undefeated in the battle of man versus ground. This is very true. I mean, shout out to Conrad, but he says uh, trying to tackle Pacheco got a feeling. Yo, I was I was saying this yesterday. The way that Pacheco runs, I think I was was talking to my brother, but the way that Pacheco runs, that dude looks like he 
I, I don't know. He's got a level of juice to his game and a level of not giving zero fucks about how he hits. No, no I mean, he. And you're absolutely right because, I mean, watching that game yesterday, that man was he, – he was hitting that 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 um, that um gap pretty hard. And, you know, there was times that he got through it. There was times that he got stuff. But, um, no, he, he definitely runs with that momentum. Like, he just doesn't give a fuck. Um, And, and I like it. Uh, you know, even though you hated the guy because we played against him in the Super Bowl, but you got to give that man respect. And then, you know, me coming from the Jersey side, Rutgers and everything, and Puerto Rican on top of that, yeah, like that's where you got, you know, the props definitely kick in. And, and watching him last night, I mean, he has his moments. He he definitely runs with no fucks given. And he has some comedian runs as well. I mean, I don't know if you caught the run where he looked like uh, this guy off of, um, uh, what the hell, what, what's, uh, what the hell is the movie? The shit, the, 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 uh, Nah, nah, man. The 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 guy who steals off of the ships, Captain Jack, Jack, Jack Sparrow. What's the? Oh, oh, uh, he was, run, he was running like Power Pirates of the Caribbean. He was running like Jack Sparrow the one a couple games ago. Yeah, like when he's going, he's going. But you know, what I mean, he he makes it very entertaining. He's entertaining to watch. And yesterday, man, they uh, yes, I don't again. You know, speaking of yesterday's game, bro, like it, it Miami had a chance. They were, you know. Vic Fangio and his defense were shutting these guys down on the third down conversions, man. And, and you know, they Kansas City, you know, at times didn't take advantage of it, but then they started kind of like diminishing them down and they, they finally got a touchdown in at the last minute, giving them a 26-7 lead. Yeah. And the rest was pretty much history after that. They, they started figuring them out. And, you know, Tua, you know, Tua had one nice bomb to, to Tyreek Hill, and then after that he didn't have shit going on for him, so. Let's piece piece talk about uh, Pacheco runs like Evan Hearn getting off a plane. <laughs> he's going to the bathroom. bathroom. No, he does, man. <laughs> so the uh, bottom down, look like, at the. Can you hear me now? You're yeah. you're staticky, pal. Um, yeah. Uh, I I go going back to the whole uh, who who we're gonna play thing. Um, I it, I don't think. You can really look past the, the Bucks right now. You have to take nah. this as a as a single one game at a time type thing. No, nah, I mean, great, great, go. No, no, no I, I'm just gonna say what to your point, Ev. Um, it's it's like the football gods have given the Eagles the perfect opportunities to like seal the deal with you know home field advantage, like certain opponents, like you know playing Seattle with their backup quarterback. Um, you know, like you, you can't take any for any of that for granted. But again, if you it was to pick a first p- opponent in the playoffs, this would be any team's team to play in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you're you're playing the probably the worst team out of the bunch. They they played in a shit ass division, and um, you know, I think otherwise, had the division been any better any other team been better in that division the bucks would have never made the playoffs uh it was just simply somebody from that team had to represent the or somebody from that division had to represent the nfc south um so i feel like we got lucky in the first round uh but i also felt as i felt like we were lucky with uh how our schedule was at the end of the season and we blew that so this whole uh idea of the eagles playing possum i don't think it's true but I'm holding out hope that there is some truth to that. <laughs> now, now Heather says uh, our Eagles used to have that don't give don't give a fuck approach to games that grimy Philly play. 
we need that back. And I, I think at the beginning of the season, Desai talked about his defense matching the, the city's energy and aggressiveness. Like, I need to see that 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 vibe that Heather's talking about. I need to see – I also need to see you're having fun. Mm-hmm. Players connecting, talking to one another, getting – I need them – to be lifted up, I need, uh, I need, or I'm gonna need Prime on the sidelines to get y'all hyped up. Because at the end of the day, yo, you look to your teammates are your lifeblood during the game. You look, you look at them eye to eye. They'll tell you what it takes. One look from a certain player to, to rise your play. And I think it's kind of a disservice by the Eagles too. Now that I'm thinking about it, with Dom getting suspended, Primo should have been on that sideline in 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 lieu of Dom. I'm just saying there was no security presence. Prime would have been perfect down there. I, th- I, I had know. it. I, I had it, bro. I mean, I was ready. You should be back up, Dom. I'm ready. I'm going to see if I can talk to Uncle Don next season about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, have, we have someone jokes uh, for Bob. So what do you call a guy with no arm or legs in the ocean? Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, I, 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 was, I had something on the tip of my tongue, but. What were we talking about before this? Um, I don't remember, man. <laughs> it's, it's it's been a whirlwind of a uh, of a season. I'm, I'm the wrong guy to ask. <laughs> um, Helene brings up something we talked about earlier in the show too. <laughs> um, just with uh, Gilly the kid in the locker room. If you haven't seen it, uh, you know Philly rapper Gilly the kid was uh, in the in the locker room just talking to the players. Um, but I kind of loved his his like don't give a fuck attitude that he went in there with man, with the with the just like where's Morrow? Where's the linebackers? Like yeah, um, from the other side of the Novacare, he was calling that man. Uh, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. And it's, the- it's not something I want players to feel embarrassed by. I just want them to be like, yo, you gotta step up. Well, that's like, what I'm your, saying. That's time. what I'm saying. I'm not what? I'm not mad at what he did. I mean, like if 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 I ever had the opportunity to do that, I'll tell him straight up. What? Like, look, man, great. No, I said I want Gilly to show up to Howie's uh, office during draft season. Yeah. Linebackers, Howie. Howie, <laughs> linebackers. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Gilly the Kid and uh, Gio, Gio the Podcaster can collab. Shit. <laughs> if Howie would have listened to me, he would have got Fred Warner, man. Come on, man. Howie would have listened to me. We'd be fine at safety right now. God damn. God damn. Uh, so I know Pete had asked for score predictions. Um, so for me, uh, I told you, I think that the Eagles win. I don't think that is going to be a, uh, a, a blowout by any means. I think it's going to be a nail biter that comes down to the fourth quarter. I think the Eagles control the game and I think that they hold the lead the entire time, but Tampa Bay kind of just stays in it. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to say a, um, I'm honestly going to say a 21 to 20 win and, uh, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are kind of uh, it's it's going to be one of those games where Tampa Bay is starting to come back at the end of the game, but they simply don't have enough time uh, to pull it off. And the Eagles are going to be able to just sit on the ball to end it. Wow. That's definitely a nail biter. I'm going to go with a 20, 24, 13 victory. Um, you know, I think these guys, uh, again, we, this is the one win we definitely going to uh, want and we're going to get so that way we can so type, start to try some type of momentum going into the rest of the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, uh, some things will get figured out. Not everything, 
but just important enough for us to go ahead and, and get the victory tomorrow. So that's going to be my score prediction, 24 to 13. I'm going to go with uh, 24-21. I think um, nah, I'm going to say 24-20. I think Eagles, uh, they, they I'm, I'm, I'm like with this weather, it, it could be, it could, it could throw a wrench in things. Um, it, it could be even closer than that, but I think um, I'm feeling that they, they get. I think there there's a lot been said over the last couple of days. I think um, you know the Eagles take this one personal, and uh, at the end of the day, it's again, it's got to be on you guys. Um, I, I don't want to spout any sort of negativity, so shoot this down if if you want to. But I was kind of sitting here thinking, uh, what are your guys' predictions for uh, the championship games? Who, what are the good the matchups going to be? Fuck you, Evan. Okay, we'll just we'll just nix that until next show. <laughs> uh, Tim's got a 27-23 birds. Uh, Will says the Eagles win. Uh, Todd from down south, 35-17. Helena with a 27-17. Okay. I mean, everybody's kind of on the same kind of – well, except for Todd. Todd is – since he's going to the game, he's going to be – Chest bumping. Um, uh, Blue Mini with a 21-17. Eagles run the ball. Uh, Ivan with a 27-17. And then uh, David wants to keep it. Uh, keep it in the week, wild card? Keep, keep it week to week. Um, Feast of Pete chimes in with a 23-17. Eric with a 31-17. Uh, Fly Eagles 39 with a 24-27. The bird bowl. Okay. Oi. 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 Rob Bob, I, I gotta be honest with you though. Eagles get to the Super Bowl. Your 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 hopes and dreams go down go down the toilet. Nick Sirianni's back, baby. Nick Sirianni's back if we're back in the Super Bowl. He, he's, he's ready to sell his soul to the devil. <laughs> now, what did the, the uh, Bucks score the last game against was it like nine? Eleven. Or twenty six eleven, so, something like that. I think that injury does that. That does that injury does hurt. Um, Baker? with him, Baker. with him being, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> can, we, can we all get a good uh, go pack go before we get out of here? Go, go pack go. go for sure. Go pack, that was go. definitely going to be the last word of the day. <laughs> uh, Jones says, uh, "Birds win." As my DraftKings account shows, I can't predict. Mama McCabe with a DraftKings account. Hey, I, I didn't it. have that on my 2024 card. Yeah. Um, 843 Philly fam 3014. Jerome with a 2723. I like I like the I like the energy right now. Um now before we get out of here, we also just your your defensive MVP. I'm going to Hassan Reddick. Well, he's gonna have a pick in the game. Fucking he's, drop him back into coverage. Fumble recovery, <laughs> touchdown. Okay. Um, for me, I'm going to go Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter showed up big time against the Bucs uh, in the last game. You, we talked about the pigeons on this offensive line. It's all in the interior of that um, offensive line for the Bucs. So I'm thinking that Jalen Carter dominates. He is a he is a winner. He is a guy at Georgia that all he did was win, win, win. Um, and I think he's going to definitely get up for this uh, for this game. So I'm going to say Jalen Carter, two sacks, potentially a forced fumble in there. Um, defensive MVP. Uh, nice. Prime, did you go? 
<laughs> no, I haven't gone yet. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably, I'm gonna probably say Sweat is gonna come out and do his thing tomorrow. I think they're gonna go ahead and utilize him a whole lot more uh, for this game. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see that tomorrow. So, no, I mean, we need I'm that. All for it. I'm all we, for it. We haven't seen, it. we've only seen one of those since like what week nine. Yeah, yeah. week nine. It's been it. So, uh, Todd's with the Ringo pick six, like that. Interesting. If we had two rookies with pick sixes this year, that'd be that'd be something. That would be. I just need this winner for 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 uh, BG and Kelsey and Graham. That's a, don't leave my man Lane Johnson out of there, bro. Oh, he's not like he's not retiring. Yeah, Lane Johnson. You know what I'm I don't know, man. That ankle. Oh, see that, and that's why I went to draft offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just thinking about it from his perspective, man. He's he's had ankle issues uh, throughout the back end of his career, and uh, when he looks at what this team is going to look like next year, uh, I think he needs to be motivated to want to come back. Because if I'm him, I'm heavily considering like, yo, I would like to be able to walk normally for the rest of my life. Um, so I don't know. Okay, uh, before we get out get out of here, want to thank thank uh philly sports trips for all the support over the years um and uh for allowing us to see the country this year mm. big shout out to philly sports trips and vince um big shout out to um concha hawk and italian bakery for all their support at the tailgates this year shout out to uh red bull for giving us wings at the tailgate and bud light for holding us down all these years and a last but not least big shout out to you guys in the comments all, all you listeners all you people who have reached out to us or come up to us in person and thanked us for, uh, you know, the tailgates and such. We appreciate you guys and your support. Um, but last word before we get at it. Oh, we're, we're also doing uh, – there's, there's going to be a watch party at Live Casino. Um, what's the name of the spot again? You said exact, Live Casino? You know, the, uh, that part of the bar. Uh, shit. We'll put we'll be posting some on our socials um, with where we're gonna be at. So if you want to come out, watch the game with us, watch it live. That'll be great. But um, last word before we get out here, we'll start with you, Primo. Um, yeah, uh, the time is now. You know, the playoffs is here. This is what we've been waiting for. So I'm asking people that are gonna be coming and joining us at the live tomorrow. Let's go bring the energy. But I need all positive energy tomorrow. Bring all that positive. And to the ones that are not joining us and they're going to be staying home or from a distance away, same thing. Put all that negativity away. We need all the positivity we can have tomorrow. Um, go out there, support the birds, man. Don't you know? Don't give up on them. Uh, tomorrow's a brand new you know start, um, and I think they're going to go ahead and show it. So it starts tomorrow night. Uh, looking forward to this game. We've been waiting patiently. It's here. All right. So with that being said, go birds. Everybody be out. Be safe out there. Uh, Jerome asked what time. It'll be 7.30. We'll be there. Game starts at 8, don't, don't it? Yeah, I think so. <sighs> Evan, last word. Um, yeah, I mean, this this has been a disappointing uh, month, but this is my favorite time of the NFL season, man. This is winner go home time. And I think that uh, teams respond differently when their back's up against the wall, uh, especially this Eagles team. They sure like to keep other teams involved, uh, you know, when they should be stomping them out. But one thing they always do is uh, I feel like they show up when they need to show up. Um, That's the Eagles team I know. That's the Eagles team I'm expecting to see tomorrow night. And uh, last but not least, go Pack Go. 
Uh, shouting, shouting out the pack. Uh, you have to. Someone has to be a garbage garbage man oh, today. Oh, Jordan Love. You know, shout out to uh, um, AJ Dillon family. Uh, rooting for him. I, I know he might be questionable today, but shout out to him and, and his Packers. Uh, but last word before we get out of here again. You uh, Eagle players have the ability to write your own narrative. Um, you know, Eagle fans are supporting you guys. It's the playoffs. Big time players make big time plays. I think the leadership will step up. You know, we're dealing with injuries, adversity. Uh, say what you will. I think um, Sirianni, this is the time to get your players to run through a wall for you. You planted the roots. They've grown. Now uh, give them a little bit more water. And uh, let's 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 go, birds, and we'll see you guys in the next one. As always, fly, eagles, fly. We got it. We can do it. <laughs>